Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, November 16th, and today I have a very special guest on the podcast. Like many of you, I came to know about Kirk Cameron in the 80s, watching the hit sitcom Growing Pains. But these days, Kirk is using his influence to strengthen families, raising their kids in a digital age. In a social media-centered world, the smartphone has become the cultural rite of passage for kids. But today, we're going to talk about the possibility that that rite could be wrong. How can this generation of parents blaze a new trail to equip their kids to thrive in an ever-changing digital environment while steering clear of the dangers that lurk nearby? Join in the conversation and be encouraged as Kurt Cameron and I discuss this very important topic. So I'm excited today. Thanks for tuning in. For those of you who have been watching, we're at MomStrong International. We appreciate your prayers for our family that lives in paradise. I was just talking to Kirk a moment ago. His family lives in Thousand Oaks, and many of you know uh, that community has been absolutely rocked by tragedy now. We've got a shooting and a fire on top of it. So uh, Kirk is not even home right now, so uh, we're going to jump right into the podcast so he can get back uh, to getting hopefully to his home. Kirk, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Heidi. Great to talk with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. I heard about Connect from a mutual friend of ours, uh, Kathy Cook. Kathy and I travel the circuit and speak at a lot of the same events. And she handed me your DVD one night over dinner and said, you got to go back to your room and watch it. And so that's what I did. My husband and I and three of our seven kids uh, happened to be there that night. And uh, I was so impressed by what you're doing because I think you're really, uh, you're zeroing in on something that parents are really struggling with this right now in the culture. What gave you the idea to produce Connect? Well, first of all, thank you for watching Connect. And we're sure trying. My wife and I, we have six kids and one Mother's Day, uh, my wife, as is her tradition, decided to get presents for our kids because she likes to celebrate the ones who make her a mother. And we got mm. our kids smartphones that Mother's Day. And, and we thought this would be a great idea to teach our kids how to use technology before they were thrust into the world uh, with, without us there uh, to teach them how to use it. And that's when we really became aware of all of the dangers and the pitfalls of not just smartphones uh, and technology, but social media specifically. And so when we were up to our ears and, and kids spending too much time on their screens uh, accessing information that was not appropriate for them, uh, connecting with people who did not have their best interests in mind, we decided that we would document my journey to really wrapping my heart and my head around the whole issue because we love our kids. And yeah. so I interviewed six different experts, uh, five or six. Uh, Dr. Kathy was one of them. So she's sort of a family counselor, uh, psychologist, therapist. I also uh, interviewed a neurosurgeon a brain scientist, along with a technology entrepreneur uh, uh, and a minister. And it was fascinating to learn just how social media and technology is affecting the way our kids' brains are being wired, how it affects their social relationships, and the amazing statistics that we really need to be aware of so that we can help them turn into healthy adults. Hmm. And as you guys uh, interviewed these uh, experts, you're raising your own kids, right? You guys have six kids. Right. And you're struggling with this like every parent that's listening. And really, our heart's in the right place, right? Your heart's in the right place. You're trying to teach your kids to navigate the the waters around them. And 
three of our seven kids are grown now. We have three kids in their 20s and two grandsons. And I'm watching my daughter, my 27-year-old daughter, trying to navigate this with her five-year-old who knows how to handle her phone better than she does. And so I guess the question when I was watching Connect, the thing that kept coming to my mind over and over again, and my husband and I were talking about this is, where do you have a parent who feels, because really this is the problem, right? We, We feel overwhelmed. We feel like our kids need the technology because this is how this is how the world is working. But where does a parent who feels overwhelmed, where do they start? It sounds to me in Connect like your emphasis really was on starting with relationship. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Ultimately, the big takeaway that I got from listening to, to our experts is that even though kids think of themselves as being more connected with followers and virtual friends in their virtual world, than previous generations, the experts are telling us that this is the loneliest generation Mm. uh, ever because they don't have the real world relationship skills and the kind of real world skills that they need to develop into healthy, well-adjusted adults. So what they're telling us is is connect with your kids. Relationship Mm -hmm. with your kids is key. They think relationship is texting someone that they've never met. And sure, you can communicate and sure that there's all kinds of great things we can do through technology, which I, I think is terrific. But that that real face-to-face time that our kids are craving and need from mom and dad is absolutely irreplaceable. So that means, as Dr. Kathy would say, mom, dad, put down the phone yourself. It's right. hard for your kids to really believe they're spending too much time on their phone when you're not even looking at them, when you tell them to get off their phone because you're checking your own texts and your own Mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. So relationship is key. And I think what I tried to do with Connect was to not overwhelm people with even more scary information, but to help people start to put some context around what they're seeing. So uh, I think it's important for us to remember, first of all, if I could just jump in with some of these takeaways, is Facebook didn't catch God by surprise. I don't think that this is something that's, uh, you know, uh, completely outside the scope of what God can deal with when we're talking about Instagram and Snapchat and kids spending 10 hours a day on their phones. So I think built into the role of mom and dad is a certain amount of wisdom that we get from experience that we can get from each other and we can get from God's word and we can pray and we can do this. This is not too much for us as parents. Mm. Um, I think we need to take a deep breath and realize we're not going to solve the problems of social media and our teenagers today. It's going to be something that we have to learn and grow with because it's always evolving and changing. As soon as you've got Snapchat figured out, well, good luck with uh, you know (laughs) the next fourteen social media apps. And I think that what I've come to learn is that we must model the kind of behavior we want to see in our kids and model the kind of attitude toward God and each other that we want to see. Mm. So uh, rather than just, hey, what's the latest filter or app that's going to block pornography? Uh, you know, yes, get that. Yes, yes, put that in, in into action. But let your kids see that they as people and God as an authority are more important to you as a parent, then your phone and then Siri mm. or Google. Uh, let your kids see that 
you yourself submit to the authorities that God's put in your life and 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 you're showing them how to do that. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Kathy blew my mind with was these five lies being taught to our kids through a social media culture. And real quickly, those lies are, if I remember right, uh, kids believe that uh, they are the center of their own universe. They're being taught that through social media. They believe that they always deserve to be happy and they always deserve to have choice. They think that they are uh, their own authority and they think that information is all they need. And if they've got those five things, they think life's going to be sweet and great. But that's just a recipe for destruction. And, and that's why I appreciate Kathy really helping us out to correct those five lies with the five truths and equip parents uh, to really help their kids. And, and it's doable. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're really putting a lot of the onus on parents because really, according to God's word, parents are the ones who are responsible for the training and teaching of their children. And I think oftentimes we hand that off. We can hand it off to our youth pastor. We can hand it off to a school system. We hand it off. And I think uh, I love kind of the emphasis that you're placing on relationships because really uh, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And I keep hearing parents who are frustrated exactly what what you're saying. They're frustrated with what's happening in the culture, but they're not putting their own phones down long enough to look into the eyes of their kids and really figure out what's going on in their hearts. One of the things that my husband has said to me over you know, many, many years of, of marriage is that I have just really tucked away in my heart as we've talked about, you know, working through these issues with our older sons in particular when it comes to pornography on their phones and on their laptops is that you can't legislate, we can't uh, govern the human heart. Only God can do that. And so really sitting down with our kids and explaining, look, we're going to help, we're going to do the covenant eyes things. We're going to do these other things, but but this has to come from inside you. You need to want to learn to please the Lord. And in order for them to do that, we got to model it for him. Yeah. Right. Boy, you just said that so, so beautifully. Um, thank you for articulating that. And that's what I learned in, in this and I'm still learning is, you know, we were, think about this moms, uh, as you're listening to this, you and I, uh, as parents, we have been tasked with the job of putting our kids together mm. to eventually get them away. We were, we're, we're, we're approaching a day when we will point them to God and then point them to the front door. Yep. And they're going to go out into the world without covenant eyes. Yep. They're going to go out into the world without filters on parental controls with their phones. And they've got to be able to survive and thrive out there. So what they really need is just what Heidi said. They need a filter that is woven into the fabric of their heart and you can't download it from the app store. It's called character. It is called a love for God that is driven by gratitude for the cross. How do your kids get that? Model it for your kids. Let them see you with an open Bible on your knees, praying to God, confessing your own shortcomings and your own failures and trusting him for strength and sacrificing to obey the Lord because you believe his promises that he brings blessing and protection for those who love him. Let them see that. Talk about it. Talk about it when they get up in the morning, when you drive them to school, when you take them to soccer practice, when you come home, sit around the table and put them to bed at night. Talk about these things, sing about these things, pray about these things. And like Charles Spurgeon, the old prince of preachers uh, once said, 
train up a child in the way he should go, and then you make sure you go that way yourself. <laughs> so good. I was just in New Hampshire a couple of days ago speaking to a women's uh, event there, and there were a lot of teenage uh, girls there. And so we, I, I took one of the sessions I was going to do, and I, uh, and I started talking about discernment and what does discernment look like in this incredible need right now we have for Christian parents to rise up, take responsibility for their own walk with the Lord and use discernment in their own lives and then teach their kids what that looks like. And as you said, uh, Spurgeon, it just reminded me, Spurgeon said dis- that discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And that's so much of what's happening uh, right now with our kids. I mean, they're bombarded from every direction. And if their parents aren't walking in right relationship with the Lord, our kids are going to have a lot harder time uh, doing it themselves. Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely. Um, well, Heidi, one of the things that I think would be helpful for for some moms and dads who might be listening to this is my wife had a brilliant idea and uh, we, we we found this worked really well. So when we're, when our kids had smartphones, one of the things that we did is we, we, we jumped on the parental controls early. If, if, and, and I understand some parents are already down this road and, and, you know, the idea of like removing, uh, Instagram for, from your 14 year old daughter's phone mm-hmm. would just send her into orbit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. So it would be, that's going to be much more difficult, but if your kids are younger and you can jump on this early, we put parental controls on the phone so the kids could use the phone as a phone. They could call grandma, they could call mom and dad, they could call each other. And then eventually we would open it up to other things like sports teams, apps that communicated, you know, soccer practice updates or whatever. But when the kids wanted to get into social media and other things, what we did is we said, okay, here's how it's going to work. We're going to down, download Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is onto mom's phone. And you can access your account through mom's phone in the kitchen, uh, at the kitchen counter, not behind a closed door, behind a secret mm-hmm. password at, at 11 o'clock at night in the room. And we're going to learn how to use it together because we want to know how it works because this is new to us too. And we want to hold each other accountable. So this isn't about spying. This isn't about being uh, creepy parents. Um, you know, the rest of the world is, has got all of the information that our kids put on internet. Uh, so nothing's mm-hmm. private. Everything's out in the open. And that seemed to work really well, kind of like uh, training wheels on a bicycle before you take them off and let them just zoom down the street in traffic. Kind of like, letting your kids, um, you know, sit in your lap while you drive the car first. And then eventually, uh, after they take some lessons, you sit in the passenger seat while they drive. And then eventually they get a license and get to go, you know, go down the freeway themselves. Do the same with technology because it's just as powerful, if not more powerful than an automobile. So I hope that's helpful for people. That was one of the things that really, uh, Oh, yeah. And you can just hear kind of a sigh of relief. One of the things I loved about Connect and one of the things I love about Dr. Kathy is that rather than put a burden on parents, uh, you're really working to lighten the burden a little bit and say, you know, this is actually doable. Doesn't have to be this really hard thing. Kirk, can you talk for just a minute? Because we we talked about younger, younger kids, but can you talk to the mom and the dad who they've got it? They do have a 15 year old kid who is struggling with uh, probably an, an addiction to Facebook, or maybe they found that this child had a, a Facebook account that they didn't even know about. And now they're, they're seeing all this stuff and they feel overwhelmed. Where would you tell that parent to start? Because you're totally right. You go to say, hey, to your 14-year-old daughter, I'm going to take Instagram off your phone and boom, uh, you got a freak out on your hands. That's right. Her, her head right. popped off her shoulders and <laughs> it's, it's her, right. Her, right. <laughs> um. So 
I think, I think if you find yourself in a crisis, um, get Dr. Kathy's book, Screens and Teens. That's a mm. good place to start. Um, I think, I think a good place to start, you know, here's, here's something that I've learned. I've been married for 27 years. We have six kids and this is something I could have just read the Bible and found out, but I, I sort of had to learn it more by experience. You can only, you really only have the ability to govern the heart of mm. one person. You can't control what your kids think about and what they do in secret. And that's a really hard thing mm. to learn as a parent. It's hard for me to learn it. I'm t- I have kids who are now 22, 20, 19, 18, 17, mm. and 15. Some of them live at home. Some of them don't. And I'm realizing that um, the best place for me to start is by changing the one that I, I absolutely can change mm-hmm. with God's help. And I can start by getting on my knees and saying, Lord, I'm deeply concerned about one of my kids. I find them in a place that is going to lead to their harm because of choices that they're making. Lord, first, forgive me for modeling the wrong behavior at times or for not modeling or being proactive to teach them the right kind of behavior in this area. I just ignored it. I didn't think it would be an issue. I thought if I didn't bring it up, they wouldn't discover it. Uh, but Lord, I need your help. And now I feel a little, a little unable to reach into their heart the way that I did when they were little because they're, they're, they're older now. They're so independent. Would you work in their heart and would you use me uh, in, in the way that, that, you, that I need to be used to, to help this? And God's grace is magnificent. God's grace is, uh, he, he can come as a, as a flood and a storm to help in miraculous ways that you just know you can't do yourself. So I'd start there and find peace in your own heart so that you can move forward without being a complete emotional mm-hmm. basket case uh, when you see your kids making wrong decisions. And then it's then it's, I would lead by example. I would suggest uh, solutions and I would do more than anything. I would listen and connect and be fully present with your kids because when they mess up, it's going to be painful. And when it's painful, they're going to be looking for comfort and help. And you really want them to consider you to be that refuge. They, you want them to say, where's the safest place I can go right now when I'm, when I'm in trouble. And you want them to say mom or dad. So work on being that kind of a refuge. And then hopefully they'll come to you and say, I I want you to be a resource to tell me what to yeah. do. And that that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, which is you, you're building on relationships, starting when they're very little. So put down your own phone, come before, come before the Father in prayer and admit, I love listening to you talking about the importance of prayer and hearing the hesitation in your voice as you are considering what, to, what we say before the Father. Parenting is hard. I'm always telling parents, like, listen, if it hasn't driven you to your knees yet, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, it's just, you know... It's it's a it's challenging. I think so so often we live in a position of fear as Christians, and we forget that we serve the Lord of Heaven's armies, and He hears us, and He answers us, and He can help. Right. And I so appreciate you uh, pointing people back to prayer. 
Well, it is it is the atomic uh, help that that we need. And the other great thing to remember is that these children that we have belong to the Lord, right? Uh, as I said, we our job is to put them together to to give them away, and the Lord has his own name on the line. He has his own reputation and his own glory and his own kingdom to advance. And he does it through us and through our children. He does it through the church. And so he has a vested interest in us passing on, uh, passing the baton and uh, communicating the gospel to the next generation. So it is so hard. I, I love that. I, I, <laughs> I've got to take that with me, Heidi. If you're parenting, yeah. Driving you to your knees, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing driving you to your knees like parenting. It makes me laugh, but it's not <laughs> funny. <laughs> and so it brings me this weird backwards comfort yeah. to know that being on my knees is the right place to be. Yeah. And uh and then by all means, talk to smart people like Dr. Kathy and Heidi and this broadcast and watch things like Connect. You'll you'll meet more experts there who will give you uh things to talk about with your kids, you know. How great is it to sit down and watch a movie with your teenagers where they can hear testimonials from, you know, cool uh, older teens who talk about their journey in and out of dangerous and dark places and how they found hope and freedom. Uh, They haven't smashed their phone Mm -hmm. against the wall. Um, You know, some kids may think, oh, this just means my mom's going to take away Facebook uh, or Instagram. It's not. they can hear testimonials from kids who can say, you know, I was trying to portray myself as this person with everything all together, or, hey, I felt suicidal, or, hey, I was into pornography, and this is what I found and how I found my way out of it, and I use technology for good now rather than being used by Mm, it for evil. So So, uh, lots of tools and resources Yeah, absolutely, and Connect is one of them, one of my favorites, and uh, I want to just really quickly before we go, I have one, uh, I took questions from listeners, I'm going to ask you just one of them, and then I want to tell people where they can get connect and how what's the best way like do we do it in groups can we do it like what are, what's the best way to utilize it but here's a question because this particular question came over and over from podcast listeners uh what is one thing that kirk does with his wife and kids every day to help stay grounded in the word yeah th- th- that's a good question and i feel like i'm going to disappoint people with my answer because <laughs> don't have this structured beautiful like have a chai tea latte by the fireplace reading God's word. What? I'm disappointed. Come on. And I kind of really wish that we would. My wife has always uh, championed the Deuteronomy 6 method of teaching uh, God's word to our kids. And that's always when you rise up, when you sit sit in the house, when you walk along the way, when you... So it's in the car, on the way to school, on the way to the grocery store. Yeah. All of that. She's using life's daily moments to talk about how to deal with difficult people is necessary to learn how to love your enemies, how to trust God in frightening circumstances like the wildfires that we're going in, mm-hmm. uh, going back to right now, uh, how to, how to understand that, that the fear of the Lord and faith in Jesus Christ is of ultimate import- importance because five miles from our house, 12 people just died in the borderline yeah. shooting. So mm-hmm. that's been her preferred method of it. You know, I'd love to sit down for a three-hour theology lecture uh, to my kids personally <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a nice, with a nice uh, smoking jacket sitting by the fire, my children at my feet with a pipe Calling in my you teeth. blessed. Yeah. Yeah. My wife looking at me adoringly, silently, just as I, right. I, as I expound the truths of the universe to my family. 
but <laughs> that's not worked out for me so well. And honestly, <laughs> uh, making movies like this has really helped me. When you teach other people, when you teach a class at your church or a small group at your house, or you just gather with some other moms and dads and say, hey, let's get together and talk about this. Here's a little, here's a pamphlet or some material that we can walk through and talk about this together. And, and to me, that ingrains it into my heart and mind even more. And then mm-hmm. we talk about those things with our kids at dinner time when we're driving. Uh, you know, uh, my, my daughter caught me up in the middle of the night in the hotel room that we're in. We've been here for six days. Mm-hmm. She caught me up in the middle of the night um, just reading First Peter uh, all the way through on my phone. She's like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, sweetie, I just can't sleep. I'm, I'm up. I'm concerned about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your brothers and sisters and the fires and the shootings mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just reading God's word. We're having a, we're having a discussion here. Mm-hmm. Those are the kinds that I think my kids remember more than my, 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 my sit down lectures. Your smoking uh, jacket. I, my smoking jacket sessions. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. And I think as our kids have, have left our home now, uh, you know, I love to talk to them and just kind of do like sort of an exit interview, like every once in a while, you know, we'll talk about things because I'm still raising, you know, I'm still raising uh, the second half of our seven. And it's amazing to me to hear my kids who are grown now and have a couple of them kids of their own to say that the things that impacted them the most weren't what it wasn't. It's not sitting around doing the, the super planned thing. It really is the everyday moments, our willingness to talk to them about difficult things to talk to them about the shootings that happened, to talk to them about politics, to talk to them about, you know, why their dad and I have chosen to be involved in certain things and answer their questions with a with a clear-eyed desire to really help have the Lord guide their heart ultimately. And that really is what makes the difference. So I love that you said, I think it was a great answer. I don't think anybody, well, if someone's disappointed, they'll get over it. <laughs> I so appreciate your podcast and and thank you for doing this. I mean, your questions and your answers are so thoughtful and the people that you're surrounding yourself with uh, are the same kinds of people that I want to surround myself with. And so thank you for your commitment to doing this. It's really, really helpful. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on the show today. If people want to get a hold of Connect, what's the best way for them to do that? I believe it's still on Netflix. Um, and I know you could order it online. You, It was in Walmart for quite a while. I don't know if it's still there. So just go online and just look it up, Her Cameron Connect. And I'm sure Amazon and every other seller will have it uh, available on DVD or check Netflix. I think it's there. I loved your idea of talking about teachers really who learn more than the students. So if you really want to learn something, teach it. So for those of you who are interested in this topic, I want to challenge you, go out and find where, in fact, I'll link back to it in the show notes today for those of you who are interested. So you don't have to go anywhere else. I'll do it for, I'll do the homework for you. And I want to encourage you, get the DVD, download it off of Netflix and maybe host an evening in your home where you can uh, yeah. facilitate a discussion because uh, Kirk's right. That's when you learn the most is when you're trying to prep to teach something. So I love that. I love that you brought that up. Kirk, thank you so much for taking time to come on today. Do you mind if I pray for you real quick before we go? That would be great. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, Lord, and we declare that you are good, that you are good and the plans that you have for us are good. Lord, would you put your arms around every family that's been affected by the shootings and the fires that are happening both in Northern and Southern California right now, Lord? Would you allow us to be instruments of your grace to every person that we come in contact with? Father, for the parents who are listening to this, who are struggling through raising their children in a digital age and they feel overwhelmed, Lord, would you just draw those parents to yourself? 
Father, might we be parents who are found uh, walking in right relationship with you, praying for our children and leading lives that can be worthy of the name of Jesus Christ and of your sacrifice. Yeah. So, Father, as uh, as we end this podcast today, Lord, we want to lift up all of those parents to you. And, Father, I pray for this generation of parents and for their children. Father, teach us what it means to be ambassadors for you. We pray your blessing and protection over each one of your children. Father, help us to live lives that are pleasing to you until you call us home. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Kirk, so much. It's just been a joy, and we'll continue to pray for you in the weeks and months to come. Thanks, Heidi. God bless you. Thanks. For more information on Kirk Cameron's ministry to families and on Connect in particular, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Click on the show notes and I'll download it for you. In the meantime, uh, you guys have a great weekend and I will see you back here for Mailbox Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.